Hello, everybody. We are back. This is Freddie Korea, and you are watching. Thanks for the invite podcast. Some of you are listening to it, and that's okay. But if you can, please make your way to YouTube and subscribe to youtube.com forward slash Fred Recker, F R E D R E K E R. Subscribe to the podcast, hit the notification bell, and give us a like. If you're watching on YouTube, might as well just leave a little comment. Give me a little emoji, um, whatever you like. If not, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just glad you're here. So uh, we're going to be, oh, I got to address this real quick. I've been asked by the podcast listeners, most of the podcast listeners, uh, well, all of them, before I started doing video, were audio, obviously. And they're wondering, why isn't it on audio? It's going to come back to audio. So everybody likes to listen to thanks for the invite on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Pocket Cast, all that good stuff. We're going to bring it back. But I, I kind of did this where I released it on video on YouTube so we could migrate people over and uh, it could be a crossover. You know, I, I have podcasts that I like to listen to and some that I like to watch specifically Legion of Skanks. Kill Tony. I like to actually visually, you know, sit there and watch those like it's a t TV show. I don't even watch TV anymore. I realized that all I ever watch is like uh, do-it-yourself videos, home improvement, and uh, podcasts. I don't watch TV. Every once in a while, I watch the local news. But uh, yeah, everything's on YouTube pretty much. That's why I really like the whole YouTube subscription. Here's a little plug for. Uh, the overseers of this podcast on uh the great gods of google uh i think they charge 11.99 a month for premium and you're able to download uh youtube videos you get a bunch of free movies with the subscription you get youtube music which is like spotify you could turn off the screen when you're listening to a, a podcast put it in your pocket you know put your phone in your pocket and uh, I think that's one of my favorite things, just being able to turn off the screen. So if I'm watching a, a visual podcast and there's, they're not really showing anything visually, but when they start showing a video, I p pull out my phone like, oh, okay, all right. So that's a big benefit. I definitely recommend everybody jumping on that. There you go. It's a free plug for YouTube. Yeah. Damn it. And I don't get no money out of this. Oh, well, it's all good. The important thing is that you're here. And today we have an awesome episode. Oh my God. We have Don Jameson, okay? From VH1, That Metal Show. And uh, you could also check out That Jameson Show on the Compound Media Network with Anthony Kumia. I met Don Jameson at LA Comedy Club uh, about a month ago. He was performing on uh, Butch Bradley's show, the 10 o'clock show at LA comedy inside the stratosphere in Las Vegas the strat casino I, I, they changed the name to the strat now they're they're hip you know the strat so he was performing there and you know we became friends he he's from Jersey we bonded because we both know several mutual friends including Joey Diaz uh, who's from Jersey him, Jim Florentine, all three of them go and do shows out there in Jersey, sometimes in the city in New York. Uh, and he's a very pleasant person, super cool guy. And man, the second time we hung out, I was like, 
these kind of conversations we're having is like I wish you ever have that where you're having a conversation with somebody and and then you're like I wish this was recorded especially if you're a podcast fan you know those kind of conversations you're like damn this is so good so I, I just I decided to ask him I said hey I just started doing my podcast again on video are you free tomorrow or Sunday and uh, he was gonna go see an Alice Cooper uh, concert he said, I got about 40 minutes to an hour to spare. I'll come to the club and we'll shoot it. And it was amazing, man. This episode is full of knowledge, full of history. Uh, Don has uh, a history of in comedy. You know, he's been doing it for a long time. He has multiple al albums. And uh, if you make sure you go to his website and check him out, look him up on Spotify, YouTube Music. You could listen to a lot of his uh, comedy. And... And he also has a, what is it? Let me, I apologize. Terrorizing Telemarketers, number seven with Jim Florentine. It's an album of prank calls. Not so much them calling people, but they're pranking telemarketers that are calling in and they just start screwing around with them. And it's, it's hilarious. Uh, I recommend starting with uh, the very first one, which is COVID mask. It's definitely one of my favorites. They have the lunch specials, Echo Referral. So make sure you check that out. But like I said, this was a really fun episode. You could also listen to him and watch him on the Compound Media. Uh, and look up YouTube videos. There's a bunch of stuff on there. There's an awesome episode. Shout out to Natalie Cuomo. Uh, look up Natalie Cuomo and Jim Florentine and Don Jamison, all three of them did an awesome podcast. They talk about music and comedy. So that's what you're in for today. Um, now, I'm, I want to get into Skankfest Las Vegas. And I'm just going to touch on it a little bit because there's a lot to go through. So I'm going to just kind of give you a little sneak peek of some of the videos I'm going to be uh, premiering on the future episodes. I might... I might premiere them in segments and then I'm going to do a compilation like if it was a mini documentary. Uh, and mini, I mean very short, okay? You want to see a real Skankfest documentary? Check out Jeremiah Watkins. Uh, he did an awesome documentary of the Skankfest that happened in, in Houston last year. But I documented some stuff and, and I got to do uh, little man on the street interviews uh, with fans, comics. I went around with my iPhone and my little remote Bluetooth uh, microphone. The audio came out great, and I got I got to ask some awesome you know people like what was their favorite part of Skankfest, how many Skankfests they've been to, and, and what are they looking forward to? What was their favorite show they saw? And I got to interview. I can't believe I did. I, you know, I was pretty nervous. I got to interview a few people. I'm going to just leave. A, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to let you watch it on this episode. I, I think I'm going to put about three clips. So my buddy, Colin, he was at Skankfest. And, you know, I had met him back in Houston. We became buddies on this one. But back in Houston, he was a volunteer. And he was a volunteer here as well this year. And I recognized him. And he, after talking and, you know, uh, conversating about podcasts, he recommended, he's like, Freddie, why don't you, you know, take advantage that you're here and go do some interviews, ask some people. He's the one that gave me the idea. I'm like, that's a great idea. 
I had thought of something like that similar, but no, it was like, this was perfect. And I'm like, you know, I got the equipment. It's the last day of Skankfest. Let's do it. So shout out to Colin for giving me that idea. Uh, I also did a podcast at the Gas Digital. They had a recording booth. So if you have a podcast, you could reserve the recording booth from, from Gas Digital and go in there and bust out an hour or two, you know, and they had four microphones, three camera angles, and uh, Natalie from Gas Digital, the producer and editor, she was the one taking care of that. She was in charge of the whole process. That's where I ran into Colin. So Colin, when we were talking, the conversation was just great. I told Colin, hey, in the beginning of the podcast, jump in, let's, you know, and he, he was in there and, uh, I had Sammy Solorio, my wife, Lizzie Correa from anti-social butterfly podcast, also on video. And, uh, then I had invited Jeremiah Watkins. And if you don't know Jeremiah Watkins, look him up. Okay. I'm always raving about Jeremiah Watkins. One of my favorite comics and podcasters. He's, He's just hilarious. He does. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to get into all the stuff he does. Just look him up and check out, check out his podcast, Jeremiah Wonders on YouTube. And uh, so Jeremiah showed up. We did a, a podcast. I think we did about an hour or almost an hour. I didn't want to take up too much time, you know, for, for Jeremiah or anybody just to take the time while you're at a festival where you could be checking out YKWD or uh, Air Griffin godfrey you could be doing kill tony and but for them to take the time to be on my podcast i was like super grateful you know so i didn't want to take all the time but that episode is going to be coming out soon as well i gotta uh, i gotta get that link from gas digital and and then we'll we'll put it up now where was i where was i going oh yeah the clips of course the clips so shout out i want to do a shout out to kara and lalo who I met at a previous gang fest in New York, 2019. And also Katie Spring from the Facebook networking group uh, for Skankfest. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people that I got to meet face to face that I've met through uh, the Facebook group. And I got to see them, you know, it was so cool. Lindsay, you know, she's one of the main people there working at Skankfest. Uh, and got to reunite and see people like Shannon Lee, uh, Christine Evans, um, Rebecca, you know, all these people that like Rebecca and Christine and Lewis are the main ones that take care of, uh, organizing skank fest. And, but you know, Rebecca and Christine are out there with their earpieces, just working back and forth and just doing, you know, what do you need over here? Okay. I go over here and, you know they're non-stop they're machines it's an, it's insane the stuff they do and i'm so grateful everybody is so grateful for them um for putting this together so yeah i got to see people like for example katie spring i saw her i'm like hey i know you i got you on facebook and, I, and i'm doing my man on the street so i asked her hey do you got 30 seconds just want to ask you a few questions and she's going to be uh, on one of the clips today as well as Kara, Lalo. Oh, and shout out to Max, Max Law, a comic that I met who was also volunteering. And that's the thing that I don't get. Um, there's some comics that, because like, for example, if you've submitted to be part of the lineup, if you didn't get in, it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to volunteer or I'm not going to buy a ticket. Well, some, 
I mean, first of all, if you're broke, it's I get it. The tickets were pricey and it was all worth it. But another awesome way to be part of it is to volunteer. There was a bunch of people that dropped out because they couldn't make it on their flights. And, you know, they were just Hollywood talking. Some people probably just said, oh, it's not going to matter. But it did matter because at the end they needed more volunteers. So Rebecca hit me up and I try to get some more recruit some people and stuff. But uh, uh, naked roast battle. That was another way of getting in. There was uh, comics that I recruited like TC Morgan. Uh, who else did I? Oh, Chris Waldick both ended up winning so you know i'm two for two or two two and oh i don't know how do you say that well yeah two for two right i don't know um i almost cussed i'm trying not to cuss especially in the first five minutes of youtube i heard that you could get flagged if you're cussing so if you hear me cuss leave me a comment and say hey why'd you cuss damn it i hope i didn't cuss because i hate editing i don't want to go back and listen to it again Anyway, that's another way to get into the podcast, uh, <laughs> into Skankfest, and, and you get to network with people. Now, I heard comments from some people, you know, they're kind of bitter about it. It's like, well, I'm not going to show up and volunteer. It's like, okay, I guess you're in another level, whatever. It's all good. You know, I, I've been uh, to Skankfest four times, and two out of those times, I bought a ticket you know i didn't know I, I i was in 2019 i was part of the lineup and then in houston i wasn't but i bought a ticket i'm like i'm gonna go this is a freaking party i, I want to be part of this i'm not gonna miss this for anything so this year i did the same thing i didn't know i submitted but just in case i bought me uh and lizzie a ticket each and uh i i got lucky got very lucky and i, I was able to be part of the lineup this year so then i was scrambling to get rid of my tickets but it worked out i i had a uh, the owner of la comedy club come out brant tobler and they they used the badges that i had that i uh, paid for so but to get back to the point uh speaking of max uh the comic that I, he's going to be on one of these clips that's so cool that there's there's some there's a lot of comics that they love this festival so much that they're like i don't care i'm gonna go and volunteer and and by doing that that's already a foot in the door for a next one you know you start networking you start you know rebecca's gonna notice oh wow this guy over here he's, he's he helped us out quite a bit you know and uh it's gonna be different next time around and you might be able to get in into the festival and be part of the lineup because they have a section of uh, the up-and-coming comics, which I am part of, and then the ones that are established comics, the pro comics that have been doing this for a while. So that, that's all I wanted to say on that. So shout-out to Max. You know, I didn't know he was... <laughs> I went up to him, and I thought he was Will Sil Silvins. Um, and he told me, he's like, I apologize. He's like, no, it's not me. I'm like, and I apologize. I'm like, damn it. You know, uh and he's like, no, nah, you're not the only one. There's been other people that have said that. So, so I'm like, all right, all right, cool. But when you look at him, you're going to notice um, he does look like Wilson Vince. <laughs> all right, guys. So let me show you this clip, these couple clips of uh, Skankfest, and then we'll come back and get the show started. I'm out here at Katie Spring. 
Hello, yeah, that's my yeah. name. We met on Facebook on we the sure Skankfest uh, networking group. Mm -hmm. How many Skankfests have you been to? This is my second. I went to Skankfest South last year. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you like this place in Vegas? I like it a lot. I like that there's more venues. Skankfest South had kind of a, the vibe was a little better just because it was smaller but i get they want like more people so it, it's grown yeah but it's still fucking great i'll it's go still great though, i'll right? go every year or whatever oh yeah now like i went to the first one i was like that was the best time i've ever had i'm like 40 years old it was the most fun i've ever had so i'll keep going legion skanks was great i saw maddie smith earlier in the tank which is like all just it's a very weird room it's like a it theater is. i did it but yesterday. <laughs> maddie smith's hilarious oh you did uh -huh. went up yeah. okay that's awesome yeah no she was really good um, and I'm hoping to see Bastard Radio, but I'm going to see if I get in. Thank you so much, Katie. And awesome, I'll, I'll, I'll be posting it on my podcast. Thanks for the invite. Cool. It was okay. very nice to meet you. Yeah. I've seen you on there all the time. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah keep recording. I'm just taking a shot. <laughs> I'm over here with Lalo and Kara. Hello. I What's met, up, Freddy? What's up, my man? Yeah. I, I met you guys at Skankfest 2019. We did, yeah. In New York City. Yep. yep. And uh, I was so surprised because I'm like, holy yeah. shit, Mexicans? Yeah, I know. At Skankfest? Finally. I know. I spoke in Spanish to you, and you're like, okay, we're good. It was so cool, man. It was it was really cool. It really, it was really awesome to see you guys. Uh, because I'm racist. Yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm not. We'll edit that. How'd you guys like Skankfest New York? Dude, are you kidding me? It was good. It was pizza? smaller. Yeah. How much is a change from 2019 to uh, Vegas now? This venue yeah. is way better than the one that was in New York for sure. It's more spread out. Yeah. And so it seems bigger, but it's kind of the same. But I like this venue way, way better. You like it? Yeah. The other one oh, was yeah. darker too. This one has more light and stuff. The other one seemed just very like dungeon. -y. But the people didn't change. The people are all super nice. And you. I see this all the time. You look, if you just pan across the crowd and you look at everybody, you would think, okay, there's going to be tons of fights. It's not going to be a good situation. No. Everybody is so nice. Like, extremely nice. It's just all love. It's yeah. all love here. It's all love. And that's the best thing about Skankfest is everybody loves each other. Everybody takes care of each other. We help each other out. If you need something thing we got you you don't even have to ask for anything yeah man i bumped into some people accidentally i'm like hey man i'm sorry if i was touching you bumping you they're like nah bro you can keep bumping me yeah, yeah. yeah. Look cool it's all up yeah. yeah everybody's trying to hug each other take pictures it's great and then like all the artists they just walk through and they're not bothered they're just having a good time just like you that's awesome bro yeah well thank you guys so much for doing this little interview i appreciate it thank and, you for uh, interviewing us uh what you guys is uh social media Oh man, it's uh, it's uh, G dot O underscore Ordonez. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't even know your aunt. I forget. Escape fest. I'm drunk. It, we're gonna put it on the we'll screen. Escape fest. I'm drunk. Kara, mine's Kara uh, C A R A dot Denise D D E N I S E and then a underscore. And what is your doggy, which I just recently followed? Douglas, and it's Douglas, Douglas gonna be sleep. Here's my man. Max right here. Where, where you at from, brother? I know uh, Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. I do uh, I do shows in Austin, Texas, out of Creek and Cave. Yeah. And um, Rebecca invited me to come and help her with security. What is your favorite memory of this weekend? Oh, uh, bro. I, like I, the the thing that comes to mind is hormonal soup. 
Yeah. Right? It's all the serotonin, all the dopamine, all the good shit feelings yeah. somehow in a play is a thing called Skankfest with no loss of life, limb, or eyesight. Yeah, man. What yeah, the man. fuck? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Dude. Thank you, Thank you so much, Dude, man. Dude, you guys, man, you guys are the greatest fans in the world, and I really appreciate that. Bro. I appreciate you, brother. Dude. Uh, and what what is your Instagram? What's your social media? Pothead Chimp on all platforms. <laughs> a chimp that smoked pot, all right? I stole it from Terrence McKenna because... It's a guy that talks about mushrooms and says uh, stoned ape theory. So I, yeah. I, I smoke weed, so why not pot hit Jim? Max, I appreciate you so appreciate much, brother. Big J, how you doing, man? My name's Freddie. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good, brother. Um, do you think I could uh, interview you for 30 seconds? Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Sure. Yeah, I'm over here with Big J Okerson, one of my heroes right here. What is um, what is I your like favorite? Thing? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's your favorite part of uh, Skankfest, brother? Oh, I just well, this year I did my special here. I take my uh, new hour special, so that was super exciting and stressful and yeah. such an energy dump. But all that said. Best thing still was jamming a gun up Lewis's ass. <laughs> I missed it, but I can't wait to see you on the podcast. Thank you, brother. Oh yeah. Thank absolutely. you so much. Thank you so much, brother. You, Appreciate it, man. Hell yeah. Whoa. Can you believe that? Big J. And there's more coming, by the way. On the next few episodes, like I said, I'm gonna be putting out more clips. Uh it, it was cool, man. I was shaking. I was nervous. That was pretty awesome. And thank you, Kara katie and max as well for jumping on and i'm gonna do that compilation check it out this is cutie right here this is my daughter she's a year and one month old found her in el paso i rescued her and i named her cutie qt after quentin tarantino because when i first got her she would just run to my feet and lick them and kiss them and i'm like she has a foot fetish kind of like quentin tarantino so that's her name, Quintina. That's her name. Uh, she looks sleepy. You sleepy, mama? She was also uh, one of the stars of Skankfest, by the way. Everybody I saw cutie was like, oh, can I pet your dog? What's her name? And they loved her. And then she ran into her uh, friend, Snoopy. A lot of you that were at Skankfest know who I'm talking about. Snoopy was uh, hanging out over there. And uh, he's trying to get with cutie, but cutie's too young. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And like I said, if you're listening to audio, please come out and join us on YouTube. And did I mention Patreon? I got Patreon now. And Patreon, it's only $3 a month for thanks for the invite. And you're going to be able to access early episodes. We're going to be putting out more content. And just to show your support, if you join us on Patreon, it's one of the cheapest out there. And you know we're gonna be putting all putting in a lot of work so uh thank you guys so much i hope you enjoy the show and here is don jameson live from la comedy club inside the strat las vegas all right what's that yeah it's looking great I can see why you don't want to put the headphones on. So, no, you don't, you don't mess something like this up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I call this uh, 
two weeks from a mullet. <laughs> two weeks from a mullet. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say to, when I go in to get my hair cut. I go, just give me the two weeks from a mullet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on this one, they're kind of bi-directional. If you just kind of point like, let me see, like that, and it's perfect. I feel weird telling you because you're, you're a professional broadcaster. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, no. I mean, I, we got to get you to the point where you don't have unidirectional mics. Yes. We got to get you big time yes. to have the omnidirectional mics. Yes. That's what I need. See, yeah. you know what's up. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, on the way over here, uh, my girl and I were listening to the new album, You and Jim Florentine. Yeah, did. yeah. Uh, terrorizing telemarketers part seven right yeah yeah <laughs> seven volumes of nonsense <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so great because i was telling my wife i'm like it just proved that no matter what like comics we never grow up <laughs> we there's so much fun prank calling especially when they're calling you to solicit and then you guys pull a fast one on them <laughs> well that's the thing you know they're, they're all incoming calls that's the kind of our hook on it yeah and everybody hates telemarketers so they're the perfect target you know yeah. from eight years old to 80 everyone thinks telemarketers are annoying they call it all the wrong times and um so you know people don't feel bad for them when we when we twist them up yes yes because it's <laughs> not because it's not just some innocent person it's somebody that's like trying to you know trying to uh, pull a fast one on you by well, always, getting your man. credit card number, you know? <laughs> and now it's, man, now it's it's really devious, man. Like, especially because, you know, like telemarketers are like the COVID of phone scams. <laughs> they prey on the elderly and the vulnerable. Yeah. And they got it, the system down now where they, if they could just get you to say yes, they start running your start. credit card and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. man, they, you know, they're scum, man. So, yeah. you know, I never feel bad, man. We get revenge on them for all the people who actually go out and work for a living <laughs> and we sit in Jim Florentine's basement and, and just torture these people um I forgot to do this part yeah okay I'll edit that out rolling <laughs> uh, we've been rolling so now yeah. it'll, it'll be fine uh I was gonna say the one the track we were listening to was the COVID mask yeah hilarious bro oh my <laughs> god we we're dying laughing it was uh, it was funny because you know i just put my hand over my mouth is that, <laughs> and so every time the guy you know of course i i was the only one who had that important piece of information yeah. and every time the guy asked me I, like, <laughs> I, go, I can't hear him tell him to take the mask off I, 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 jim's like he's not vaccinated he doesn't want to take it off he doesn't want to give it to you through the phone like, you can't get it through the phone <laughs> well this is a new variant yeah i, go, I, go, I saw it on cnn yeah. You know, so, <laughs> it's funny how when I when I have a good line, he could hear me all of a sudden. Yeah. But then the minute he needs that one piece of information, <laughs> I heard a three. Yeah. I think I heard a three and a Did four. Did you hear a three, sir? <laughs> I, I, no, I just heard. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Now I, I was trying to think, you know, from a creator point of view, I'm like, so. Do you guys wait till like they call you or you say call me at this time and then you run down to the studio and record how does it work yeah well no it's a, it's, his, it's literally his basement literally his basement and um so the last one we did i think was like 2017 so we haven't done one in like five years yeah and it was funny because um you know he has a landline just for us to record albums <laughs> so we're like a band like but instead of plugging in instruments and amplifiers we just plug in the landline yeah and the minute we did the phone started ringing the like the same companies from five oh. years ago were still calling yeah that same number because once you're in the system wow right and 
then and yeah. then you get kicked out to other systems, mm-hmm. and then so then the next thing you know, you got this onslaught of calls. Yeah, and we're just down in the basement too. We got to call. Listen, get the microphone. Go. <laughs> two middle-aged guys <laughs> sitting in the basement, you know, messing with telemarketers. Even Jim's twelve-year-old son. Yeah, him and his friend would stand up at the top of the stairs and listen and giggle. And yeah, we came up one time after doing one of the calls, and his twelve-year-old kid goes, "You guys are so immature." <laughs> I know, right? I go, we found our target k- audience, yeah. 12 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the thing, we don't grow up. You know, and part of uh, why, why I, I also loved uh, Crank Anchors is like, before I, I got into comedy because I was prank calling. I would prank call this radio station, and there was a, one of the DJs on the station, he was a comic. Where'd you grow up? Reno, Nevada. Oh, you're Reno. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was prank calling, and I went to see this comic live one time and I told him hey I came I confessed to him like hey do you know that drunken Mexican character and these characters I, it was all me man I'm right. sorry he's like no it was fun <laughs> because they would play along yeah and, uh, and then he's the one that told me he's like dude you should try do comedy hit up an open mic and I finally did it <laughs> well, that's how Larry the Cable Guy got started really yeah because he was just Dan um Whatever is Dan name. Whitney, right? Dan Whitney. Yeah. You know, and he was funny, but I mean, but he had no hook. Uh-huh. But what he used to do is he created that character, and that's how he, and he called in the morning radio shows as yeah. Larry the Cable Guy. That yeah. was his character. So it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. And then he was like, wait a minute, I don't want to be Dan Whitney anymore. <laughs> like, everyone likes Larry the Cable Guy. So, yeah. you know, so yeah. keep, keep that character in your back pocket. Keep it in the back pocket, <laughs> yeah, right? In case Freddie doesn't make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drunken Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Was, did he have a name? Yeah, no, he just went by. Hey, this is drunken Mexican, and like it was just dumb, typical <laughs> accent. I didn't even do it right right now, but it was like a day show, like uh, a morning show, yeah. and he was already. The, the point of it was that he was already drunk in the morning. Right. He was always drinking, and yeah. he was a, a stay-at-home dad. You know, his wife was the one working, and whatever they were talking about, and they wouldn't even filter the calls. Right. So it was like it was ridiculous. Yeah, they don't have any screeners or anything. No screeners. So you know you're getting through. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was Panama in the morning. But that's the thing, you know, man. Now you, you're in the game a while now, right? Yeah. So it's just like you know whatever whatever kind of creative stuff we could do around the live performance. That's that's where you get your rocks off, right? Yeah. yeah. That's where oh, yeah. your dick gets hard, man. Is being live on stage. Can <laughs> yeah. I say that on the show? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, but it is right. That's how we. That's how your dick gets hard is the, the live performance. Yeah. But then we have all these other outlets that we can use too yeah. to be creative and whatever and the stuff me and Jim do are just are so silly and <laughs> and yeah we never grow up and um, you know the thing the, the thing I loved about the new record man is it debuted at number one on the comedy charts yeah. it's like so it's the, the levels of absurdity yeah. just keep coming and coming so yeah uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. But, you know, prank calls are... Everyone loves prank Everybody calls. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's always... Uh, when, when Star 6-7 came out, it was like the golden years back yeah. in the 90s. It's like you could just block your number and just call anybody. <laughs> yeah. Was it Star 6-7 or Star 6-9? Star 6-9, yeah. Star 6-9, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's plug also uh, your website. Uh, where, where could people find you? I like yeah, to do plugs Don, up front sometimes. So. Yeah, donjameson.com. Cool. J-A-M-I-E-S-O-N. Yeah. Got uh, the I and the E in there. And then, you know, I got all my socials on my Instagram and Facebook and yeah. Twitter. People can find me. You have a great following, there. man. 
My Ray. grinder. The grinder. That's where I met you. <laughs> yeah, that's you remember? What, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we met. I thought it was just a, a place where you find uh, podcast guests. Uh. <laughs> it is. Because <laughs> everyone has one, <laughs> yeah. including me. I have a, a show called That Jameson Show. Yes. Where I interview rock stars and stuff. And, you know, that's, um, you know, my audience is weird because it's like, you know, it's like a third sports, third hard rock heavy metal and a third just people who like me as a comic yeah and it's so and depending on where i am you know uh, you know like in in home depot <laughs> you know they know me from the sports shows that i did uh-huh. you know but uh, you know i'm gonna go see alice cooper tonight everyone everyone will know me from that metal show that metal and then show, some right. people and then i did um when i was here actually the other night uh, at the LA Comedy Club, someone was like, "Oh, bro, I didn't even know you did that metal show. I just knew you as a comic and yeah. stuff." So, you know, I just have these three, you know, weird audiences that commingle, and it's, that show was huge. It's great, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when did you start uh, pursuing comedy? Like, when was it? There's only got... four in each of those categories, but I have twelve fans. <laughs> so. no, yeah, he's lying. He has a huge following. <laughs> I was like, because I tried to, find, I found you on Facebook and I followed you, and the interaction you get on your posts and everything was like, oh man, that's cool. It's like, yeah, because my crowd's a little older. Oh yeah, they're, they're all on Facebook. But they're like, they just got off MySpace like two weeks ago. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, did you start in the '90s comedy or when? Yeah, like um, like right around. I, you know, I, I I messed around with it, mm-hmm. but not seriously. Starting about '94. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really. Probably ninety nine was where I started doing it oh, hard. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm oh, I'm doing this now. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably. So yeah, I'm like twenty two years in now, man. Nice. Yeah. You got a lot of albums. Yeah, I got four stand up albums, and yeah. we have the seven terrorizing telemarketer albums, uh-huh. and uh, so yeah, man. You know, it's just. It's great, man. It's great to be able to put out different stuff too, not just you know have people waiting for your next stand-up album. Yeah, like oh, we yeah. could throw, you know, we could throw the Terrorize and Telemarketer album in. Or Jim and I used to do these DVDs called Meet the Creeps, where we did this <laughs> hidden camera comedy, oh, yeah. like hardcore stuff. So then we put the, we used to put those out every couple of years too. Yeah. So you know, just you know, it just keeps your fans interested. Yeah, and, you know, now content is king. People don't really buy DVDs anymore. Yeah, you know, they just go on YouTube, like where they're watching this right now yeah but it's same principle right it's yeah. like you got it you want to put out content man that's what people want content all the time yeah the consistency too right yeah yeah how often does your show come out uh, uh on the anthony kumia network yeah right? yeah on compound yeah compound. so every tuesday i'm live there every at tuesday. um seven o'clock and people Eastern could go in and, and see the archives too right yeah every show okay cool that's yeah. dope Yep. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like it's a subscription service, but mm-hmm. you could just ch- hop on and get a a day pass. Nice. Check it out, but there's also a bunch of free ones on YouTube that you could check out if, you know, like I said, man, it's not it's not I mean, it's a fun funny show, but yeah. it's but I, it's me interviewing rock stars, That's you know? cool, man. And you know, so many of them become my friends over the years, so I can, you know, we can bust balls and yeah. you know, have a good time with them, you know. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, so did you, in, in the early 2000s then, pretty much, is that when you met Jim Florentine? Yeah. Yeah? Well, I met him, I, no, I met him actually before that. Oh, yeah? And I used to go to gigs with him. Uh. And um, just because I loved comedy, man. I've always been a massive comedy fan. Yeah. Um, and I remember he took me to a gig. Like, you know, I like all the classics, man. You know, Pryor, Carlin, Cheech and Chong, and Dice, who's yeah. my favorite of all time. 
But the guy that inspired me to actually do stand-up uh-huh. um, was, I remember I went to this gig with Florentine. I was at a strip club. And the MC went up, and he literally had a zero on a scale of one. It's not a really? chuck, not a breath in the room. Oh, shit. It was death. But I saw him walk off the stage. He went up to the, the manager. Guy gave him a handful of cash, and he went next door and spent it on strippers. <laughs> and I go, I could suck that bad. <laughs> you know? That's hilarious. So I did, I tried it. A few months later, I tried. I got about four mercy laughs. And, you know, now it's 22 years later, and now I get six mercy laughs. <laughs> I never heard it uh, put it that way. I could suck that bad. Yeah. Usually it's like you go to an open mic and you're like, oh, I could be funnier than those guys. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. just good with sucking that bad. Right. I, I set the bar low, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It shows. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you're, you're humble too. It's like, um, I remember the, the first time I went up, I got laughs, but that's because I bought a, a shitload of Mexicans too. There's a little bar. <laughs> yeah. So they were laughing at some stupid shit. Yeah. Just because they, they were my friends. Yeah. And then I had my real bomb the third set when no one showed up. That's yeah. when I was like, oh, I suck. <laughs> but, but that's the thing, man. You will, you, will, there, you will always bomb. Yeah. But if, you know, hopefully the longer you do, do it, the less you bomb. Exactly. But you, that's the thing. That's, you know, you stay humble, man, because, you know, there's always a crowd hiding around the corner waiting to take you down a peg Yeah. when you least expect it. <laughs> yeah. Like when you've just done 50 great shows in a row, yeah. it's coming, bro. It's coming. <laughs> They're coming for you. I smell a bomb coming. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? You, you completely forget yeah. about the 50 great ones instantly. Yes. Yeah. I, t- I, would say, I would say no comic ever destroyed a room and ran back to their hotel and rewrote their act. Yeah, no. <laughs> you got to have those nights where yeah. it just, oh man, that was rough. And you just, yeah. and people are like, come on, let's go out. We're going drinking. And they go, no, I'm going to the room. I'm rewriting my entire act because <laughs> yeah. I can't have that shit happen again. Yeah, I, I could smell it. It's on me. <laughs> um, and, and also, like, the whole bombing, sometimes, like, you could bomb while you're trying out new material, right? Um, I don't know what your structure is. Like, I, I like to do some stuff tried and true like a shit sandwich and then I do the <laughs> the new shit in the middle yeah. and, uh, and then I bomb and then I bring him back but it's like sometimes that could just fuck up the rest of the set <laughs> yeah but what, but that's the thing is like you know like uh, you know musicians can practice in their garage yeah we got nowhere to practice that's right so yeah. you, you gotta make the shit sandwich um, mm-hmm. because otherwise then you're just doing the same material over and over and over again yeah. and if you're lucky enough to get some clout in the business and be a, go out and be a national headliner you know and you're coming through wherever Vegas or Ohio or whatever and it's like you know now you're building a crowd there now yeah. they want to hear the same material over and over again right. so we have to work it out live yeah that's the only way we that's could do it way. but when you're first starting out all, that's all you have yeah is just what you have like I go I got to do I, I'm doing 20 minutes I I have to do every joke that I have. Yeah. We have no room for flexibility. You got to do the whole thing. Yeah. Then once you build up enough material, then then it's easier to slot new stuff in. Because yeah. you know, okay, I could put two killers around this thing I'm going to say for the first time <laughs> ever, you know, on yeah. stage. And then it's okay because you know you could recover with the next joke. How, how do you write your material? Is it always pen and paper or on stage? Always. Yeah. Always pen, pen and paper, pen man. Pen and paper. Okay. Old school. And, yeah. it, and I get, you know, because I lived in New York City and there would always be these little, these little like uh, index card flyers for like bands and stuff. Like if you went to a show, there'd be a stack of them. Mm-hmm. I would just take a whole stack of them. Yeah. Like a whole stack of red 
band flyers and I'd write the material on the back. I connect to it better that way. With index cards then? Just write, you know, writing by hand. Okay, writing by hand. Yeah. And uh, what's your style like? Like you mentioned the index cards, do you put like a joke on each index card? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, that's then, dope. But then it's not a good system, Freddie. No? I'll be honest with you, no, <laughs> because I, because then like I'll be you know like I'd be sitting here right, yeah, trying you know before I go on inside here at the L.A. Comedy Club, and then you know then you get in show mode and that's all you're focused on, and then next thing you know you're talking to people and then you leave. Yeah. And then the busboy comes, <laughs> puts all your notes in the fucking garbage, and you just lost like 50 jokes. Yeah. And yeah. you got to try to remember and rewrite it and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's not a great system. Not but, a great system. But I do. I'll con- try it out. I, I do connect to it. And again, with the, if I write it down, yeah. then it stays in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do my, my setup, my set list with bold letters. And then like a, if there's something I want to do brand new, I'll put a title to it. But um, then I go back. And listen to my uh, bomb or whatever it is, and right. see why didn't you know, and then yep. tweak it up, right? Do you, but do you type it? Do you write it at all? Or you uh, just... I do both. Yeah. So I, I on the laptop, I'll have a file where I have all my my jokes, yeah. and then uh, I have a shitload of notebooks all over the place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the other day, I had these little ones. Now that my my wife, she's a new server at LA Comedy Club. Uh, she took my notepad. I'm like, where's my notepad? And she wrote a bunch of drink orders on it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> These are my shitty jokes. Yeah, you're, you're up there in front of the crowd doing drink orders. Yeah. When did I write this? This, is, this bit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Two ma- vodka martinis, anybody? <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. I didn't write this. <laughs> so, so, but everyone has their own method to the madness. Yeah. However you get there. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, I used to write out the set list and like really concentrate and memorizing now I just when I perform man I just I just come up with the first joke and then go, see where it goes from there oh really yeah cause it's That's just dope. like cause here's the thing man you know uh, you know look I I think the best asset a comic could have is being a good listener you want to listen to what the crowd's responding to you don't want to just roll your fucking joke tank over the top of them I mean you can do that sometimes but mm-hmm. I just sort of look at like okay let me put the first joke out let's see what the reaction is and then then we'll pick a path from there that's dope that's yeah. very interesting because then it's kind of like um, kind of like your Neil you see the matrix you know okay this didn't work <laughs> yeah. I'll dodge that one <laughs> right you know? yeah here comes this one yeah and well how about do you always have the same closer or you have multiple closers when people say where do you want the light I got it doesn't matter I have no closer yeah. just give me whatever light you want to give me yeah. give me a minute light I can I can end on anything. That's sick. Yeah. That's professional, bro. <laughs> well, I don't, again, I don't know if it's professional. I don't know if it's a good system, but... That's good. I that's, mean, anybody is uh, running time, they're always going to love you if you end right on time. You don't run the light. So yeah, like right. when we were here the, the other night, man, it's just like... Yeah, you know, I kind of had a thing in my head what I wanted to do. And next thing I know, the light came on. I was just like, okay, do I'll re- just wrap it up, man. Do you record the audio of your sets? I used to, man, used but to? I, I almost never <laughs> listened to that. Never. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I did, you know, but yeah, um, yeah I, um, I I usually, um, as soon as I get off stage, I make mental notes really quickly, yeah. you know. Because like, it's new shit you might have said, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's m- more these days, that's how I do it. Nice. Like, I go in my, like, I'll tell a new joke and I'll go in my head, oh, you, it needs, uh, the, 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 I didn't set it up good enough they need more information and I'll write that down yeah. as soon as they get off stage yeah. and I'll put those notes in my pocket and then I'll go rewrite it wow 
That's, Rather than listen to a whole set again. Yeah, just do it right away. That's cool, man. Um, when, so when you started in the uh, early 2000s, I'm over here, you know, thinking. I, I didn't even cross my mind I wanted to do comedy at the time. I was 18 in the year 2000, I want to say. But I was such a big fan of comedy. I loved Greg Giraldo, Mitch Hedberg, all these guys. And, and then I finally did it in 2011, right? Um, but I guess what I wanted to go to was like, was there ever a time where you wanted to do it before you actually did it? Like you said, you kind of, 99 was the time when you did it, right? Well, hard. Hard, okay. But yes, right before that. Right before yeah, that. I kind of, I kind of, you know, I kind of danced around a little bit. I, I could kind of did it, but not, you know, I wouldn't put myself in any situation where yeah. I, I could fail. Were, were you hanging out with people in the comedy scene or how, what, how did that door open up? Yeah, man. I, you know, um, but what I would do is like, like the comedy club would have like a contest, uh-huh. you know, funniest, whatever, this per- kind of person, you know, and they were basically just amateur nights or whatever, or they wanted you to bring people. So I would do those, uh-huh. you know, to, to kind of dance around, yeah. not doing it for real, uh-huh. you know, but also that was good for me because it helped me test the waters, yeah. whether I wanted to do it or not, you know, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then then just came to a point where it was just like, all right, I think I'm doing this, man. You know, so let's, you, you know, let's now do let's do this for real now. Yeah, you know. Uh, do you remember the comedy club where you first went to? Um, did it or was I it think a mic? Stand up New York, stand up New York in, uh, in um, New York City. Yeah, um, and then yeah, Jersey and, and New York had had tons of mics. You know, back back in the yeah. late '90s and early 2000s. So you know, like everybody, man, I would try to get, do like four sets a night. Mm-hmm. I used to go down like. I got in at the comedy cellar, but I, they, I would get the last, I'd get the 150 a.m. Oh, spot. damn. <laughs> the last spot of the night. Yeah. So they've been going since 8 o'clock. Yeah. You know, and crowds come in and out because it's yeah. New York, so. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I would go after, like, Louis C.K. and Nick DiPaolo and Dave Attell would just destroy <laughs> the room. Yeah. Devastate the room. 90% of the people would leave. <laughs> you know, and then they'd be like, and now... Mm-hmm. Your final act, <laughs> but that's the, that's the shit that makes you tougher, man. Yeah, it does, right? That's what really makes you uh, a better commie, a commie, com, communist. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, listen, I want to be the best communist I can be. Um, because you hear those stories too in L.A., like those last pots in the original room, like those are the parts, the spots that really get you strong. Because when you're doing your joke in front of like three or four people, it's like ah. Oh, I don't know, it kind of feels a little gross. Like, they know it's an act. There's only four people here. Yeah. I'm all acting all goofy because I'm, I'm all goofy. I'm physical, whatever. You haven't seen my shitty set, right? No. Okay, cool. No. Hopefully next time uh, we could do Butcher's show. I was show. watching some of your stuff on uh, Instagram or whatever. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, oh, no, I saw you. Uh, you were here the last time I was here, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I caught a little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. nice. So I have seen, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, man, it's... um. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's just, uh, you know, again, everybody has their own method to their madness yeah. and how they, you know, how they throw down. And, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. That's why I never look at another comic and go, oh, maybe I should be more physical or maybe I should yeah. be less physical or maybe I should be more deadpan. It's like, we just all do our own thing, man. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody does their own thing as long as you're doing your own material, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. So young comics ask me all the time. They uh-huh. go, well, give me some advice. And I'll go, okay. I go, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to think I'm blowing you off, but this is the advice. Number one, be nice. Mm-hmm. Number two, do your time. 
number three, don't steal material. Yeah. And I'll go, ah, oh, come on, man. I go, no, do you know how many comics can't do those three things? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's yes. a, I know it sounds like a, I'm goofing on you, but yeah. this, that's really all it's about, man. Just be nice. If, yeah. you, if you go and work at a club and you don't like it or the room's not right for you or whatever, don't go on Facebook the next day and, and MF the club. Yeah. That, what is that going to buy you? You yeah. know, you're not right. No comics right for every room. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just go, yeah, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not good for this room or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to work there, then learn to work the room. Yeah. You know, that's all. But don't, you know, and then don't steal material. Right. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. those and those, because those people get douched out eventually, mm-hmm. you know, and do your time. That's why it's it's hard for me to do topical stuff because everybody's gonna come up with a, something similar, like sometimes topical shit, you know, like that. I admire Jim Norton so much because he does topical shit. Who's that? Jim Norton. Yeah, he does his topical. Like he'll do some topical stuff and he'll put it online too, because it's it's you know. Everybody's putting their clips right now. Yep. The, putting clip, and he likes to put these clips that he's probably not going to use in the future, but he likes to put up clips also where he bombs. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. He likes doing that. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> like well, because we're it. such huge fans, and we all opened for Dice for years. Me oh, and Norton yeah. and Florentine. And one of our favorite albums of all time, and I, uh, maybe I'm t- going to turn you on to this for the first time, but he has these albums called The Day the Laughter Died. Yeah. Oh, you know these? Yeah. Um, uh, he filmed it at... Um, well, the first one's at Dangerfield, Dangerfield in the city. Yeah. And it's you see you, him babbling that for an hour and 45 minutes in front of, <laughs> uh, you know, like in the midnight crowd. Yeah. And it's half-baked material. And okay. Him just, you know, messing with the crowd, right? Yeah. And he's bombing. But meanwhile, he just sold out Madison Square Garden and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? So we're just, we love that stuff, man, because it's such a goof, you know, to put out an album. And he's got three of those. Yeah. Three albums where he's bombing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. Like, what comic does that? Yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> Isn't that what, one of them where uh, somebody heckled and said, you're as bad as, bad as funny as a glass of milk. As a bottle of milk. A yeah. bottle of milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back and re-listen to that, man. It's, I, I know they're out there on uh, YouTube now. People just uploading them. In, uh, or Sp- Spotify. I found it on Spotify. Yeah. His, all his albums are on there. It, but it's funny, man, because like when I was like in college, man, we used to, let, me and my friends would listen to The Day the Laughter Died. Yeah. And, and I'd be like, why would he do this? Yeah. I don't, this, there's, why would, he, he's the biggest comic in the world at that time, right? Uh-huh. And this is what he's doing. Yeah. And then, and then when I met him, I couldn't imagine him not doing that. Yeah. Once you get to know him, yeah. everything's about the goof. <laughs> you know, like he'd always ask me, you think this would be funny? And it'd be like the most horrible idea. And I go, of course it'll be funny because <laughs> no one will laugh at it except me and you. He's all about the goof, huh? It's always about the goof. Uh, I hear that when he goes to like a store, like he's always trying to bring down the price. Oh, uh, constantly. Like a regular store. is not even a bargain. Or getting freebies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, and he'll beg people. Yeah. Oh, Oh yeah, he'll be, he'll he loves going shopping for underwear and socks, uh. <laughs> and he'll be like, he goes, hey, can, can you give me a buy? I'm buying twelve pairs of socks. He goes, can you give me a break? Yeah. Can you give me like you know buy one get one free? And the guy goes, I, nice, I'm a fan, but you know, you know, <laughs> I'm getting I, trouble. You know, yeah, I'll get fired from a job. He'll be like, please, <laughs> I beg of thee, please give me a discount. So it's like you're you're a grown man. <laughs> but it's the same. This circles back to what we said at the top. We never grow up. No. Even Dice, who's played every arena yeah. in the country, uh-huh. who was the biggest comic in the world forever, he's still a child. <laughs> 
I heard uh, this story from Ari Shafir that when people would ask a picture yeah. with him, he they already knew what to do. You cut off the heads, and then you just angle it. And like, good, it came before, out really before good. Before cell phones. Before cell phones, yeah. People <laughs> hand you one of those disposable cameras, <laughs> and you just take a, a, you know, like the mid-body shot, yeah. you know? Yeah, they, they, they have to wait a couple of weeks until they develop it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, how long did you open for him? Um, I did like 10 years with 10 him. 10 years. Yeah. And it was you, Jim... Florentine and Jim Norton. Yeah, it started with started he started taking Norton out. Yeah. And when Norton started to get big, mm-hmm. he needed somebody. Then Florentine yeah. came in. And then I met Dyson like probably like two thousand. He played the garden yeah. again. And um and Florentine I went Norton opened and mm-hmm. Florentine introduced me. He goes, this is my friend Don Jameson. He's a comic. He's like, he's, oh, everyone's a comic. You're a comic. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. I go, no, nah, Dice, I'm telling you. I believe me, I'm next in line. I'll be opening for you eventually. He yeah. goes, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll see. Damn. And then like 2006 or seven, I remember he called Florentine to do some gigs. And um, he's like, uh, and Jim couldn't do them. Yeah. So I him a voicemail and Jim played it for him. He's like, who's the... the the kid you hang out with the, the little boy I don't know what his name is <laughs> so I was the little boy for years on the road and uh, sent him down to do these shows with me and that's that's when I started you know? wow so uh, that's cool he's phenomenal man he's just he's one of my good friends yeah just such a great dude man he it, it must have been surreal right like you used to listen to his albums and now you're over here opening for him that's insane well you know what it was man too um so when I opened for him in Jersey, I just, so he had like seven shows lined up and mm-hmm. all I cared about was like, I just, if I just, if he doesn't like me for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I opened for, for my, my idol yeah. one time. Like if you said, Hey, you know, thanks yeah. man, but I can't use you anymore. I would still worship him. Like, right. Oh, I opened for dice. Yeah. That's insane. Uh-huh. Like even just once, yeah. you know, I didn't know it was going to turn into 10 years. That's how I feel like with Joey. Uh, I got to open for a few times and then um, the last big show we did before the pandemic uh, was at Treasure Island I've never performed in a theater it was a Circus Olay theater he packed that place yeah um and, you know, you would hear about the COVID thing, people coughing. I, I actually, I was coughing. I think I had COVID maybe because I, I remember I had a um, one of those uh, cough drops, so I wouldn't, but I was coughing on people, people coming in. He, he took a picture with every single person and people, because I was part of the show, they're taking pictures with me. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck? Yeah. And it was, again, surreal um, because he's one of my heroes you know for sure and, and i love joey but and 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 that's the the important thing with that too man is playing a theater man much different from playing the club yeah man it's you know it's a totally different timing and everything so yeah you know when 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 somebody like that like a joey or or a dice and i was going out and playing theaters i you know you have to learn to adjust to that timing yeah you know you play a 2000 seat place you got to wait for that laugh to come around the room yes you know, yeah. you know, in the clubs, man, you just you're a pile driver, man. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then like you have to time yourself, right? Because um, you can't just go through your set right away. Like you got to actually annunciate, right? Did oh, I say yeah. that right? Annunciate. 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 
but you but you enunciated uh, uh, you, you pronounced it wrong but you enunciated it well thank you <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a clip one day of how many times i fuck up words but that's a great so, thing like like i say on stage about yeah you got to use pronouns now uh, pronoun the right pronouns for people now i'm like i'm a comic i just learned, learned what an adverb was like a year and a half ago like <laughs> what is an adverb uh, uh, exactly right <laughs> we don't grow up no yeah no do you have any kids i don't no me no. either uh jim has a kid jim florence yeah, yeah 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 uh yeah i don't have any kids either but i feel like um when you see somebody like jim Florentine that has a kid and it's like yeah even though you have a kid you have all these responsibilities but it's like um you don't grow up you just you, you still do silly things that are fun like big j and uh louis j gomez fathers they both have kids totally right well, next week, they're doing a competition, a uh, basketball game, a video game, uh, NBA 4K, something like that, and uh, oh, 20K, uh, what, what, whatever it's called. Yeah, whoever a loses, gamer, but whatever K it is, yeah. Whatever, yeah. But it's, the, it's a popular basketball game. Well, they're going to play each other on a live, giant theater room, and the loser is going to take a Nintendo gun up the butt. <laughs> Remember the old Nintendo, the Duck Hunt? Oh, man. The loser is going to have to bend That's over. That's going to go step. right in? It's gonna, yeah, it's going to oh, go right fuck. in. Last time they did a gun, a gun in the butt was um, they used Anthony's gun. Did you hear about that? Oh, no. So they had a different competition, and it was a, a one-on-one basketball game. Big J lost, and uh, they had to find a gun, and they asked Anthony Cumia if they could. If they he could. Get, well, he has real guns. He has real guns. So they, they used the real gun. And they put a, a condom over it, <laughs> and they shoved it up his ass. It's like, this is, we are all, like, in their 40s. Between, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Between, between Big J and Lewis, yeah, I could, I, I could see Big J being able to take it maybe a little bit more, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, that's great. I don't, you know, I don't go to those areas, man. I'm, <laughs> no, but I know not. those guys are hardcore, man. Yeah, yeah. And, I love, and they're and insanely funny. And I know you got to get going, bro. So let me just ask oh, you. I don't even know. What yeah. time, how are we looking on time? 6.02. We're good, man. We're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I appreciate this, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank, thank it's you. been good meeting you, too, man. Yeah, bro. Um, it's been cool coming out to Vegas and, and meeting, you know, other comics and stuff. Yeah. You know, because I'm out here a lot now, so it's what, been cool. What you say to me last time? Uh, you're like, uh, you guys are all nice to each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> comics like each other out here. This is weird. I went and reported back to the comics on the East Coast. <laughs> and they're like, I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Jersey, I'll tell you this, man. I, I was lucky, man. The Jersey comics are that way, man. Uh, um, and some, you know, coming up, you know, the the, um, the New York comics could be very clicky, man. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because everyone's everyone's, you know, everyone's going for the gold, man. And I get it, man. But yeah. you know, like comic, you know, you you walk in a room and comics are like, oh, you know, I just got this. I'm doing that. And go, hey, man, I'm looking at my notes, man. I got to go on stage. I'm not sorry. I'm not a genius like you. Yeah. And you could just, you know, talk to everybody in the room and then just go on stage and be fabulous. Like I'm looking at my set list, man. I'm going through the material in my head. I don't give a shit that you just got a, a sitcom pile. Good. I'm glad. But when, when I get off stage, we'll go get coffee and you can tell me all about yeah, it. Yeah. But right now I'm, you know, I want the same stuff that you do yeah. and you know what I'm doing. You're a comic. Mm -hmm. You know, you see me looking at my notes, Yeah. but, uh, the Jersey comics, man, have always been supportive, man. So, you know, coming up with Norton, Florentine, Bob Levy, Rich Voss, all those cats, oh, man. Yeah. everybody helped each other out, man. Like mm -hmm. if someone got in a club, man, then you pulled your friends in, Yeah. you know, and they did the same for you. So yeah. Cause like, 
like that's what I heard uh, Keith uh, did for Big J and and Kevin Hart. You yeah. know when they were. They were Keith good. Robinson, yeah, yeah, Keith Robinson. Uh, he would take him to Philly, take him to different places, and introduce them to people, and took him in. They, he took him under their wing, pretty much. Yeah, and David Tell does that um, as well, right? Like he has his openers as like, you know, they go on the road, and I, I guess it's like what Bill Burr's doing. You know, he's got Paul Verzi, he's Paul got Verzi. Joe Bartnick, he's yeah. got Dean Del Rey, he's yeah. got his crew of guys, man. Yeah. Now those guys are all blowing up, man. Yeah. So, and then Joey, you know, Joey Diaz, who now we got yeah. in Jersey. That's badass. Which is so cool because he loves being back in Jersey. Yeah. And um, and he's the same way, man. He's putting me on shows. He's putting, you know, other comics on shows that he likes, you know. Yeah. And, you know, look, I still feel like after 22 years, man, like, oh, man. That's cool, man. Joey's putting me in front of his crowd now, you know, and and he wants you to score. It's yeah. not like, you know, let me put this guy on because he kind of sucks, and I can yeah. follow him. He's like, you know, yeah. okay, go out and go out and fucking destroy those cocksuckers, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, he it's he's an amazing person, man. I, I sent him a message the other day. I'm like, I got a little. Sometimes I get a little too uh, uh too touchy touchy, kind of like a. I say, you know what, man? I, I listened to an episode with with Lee Syatt, and I'm like, it was so good to see him and his co-hosts reunite because um, during COVID, he ended his other podcast. Yeah. And Lee Syatt went his own way, and and to see them together again, I sent him a long message saying, hey, man, thank you a lot. I've always, and I'm always inspired by everything you do. And he talked about bombing on that episode too. Yeah. He, he got he went on this whole rant about bombing, how you need to bomb, and and you got to get it out of the way because th- that's going to make us better. Yeah, I remember he hadn't done comedy in like uh, probably over a year, mm-hmm. and he came to Jersey, and I probably saw one of the first sets he did. Yeah. After that, wow. And of course, he did great. Yeah. But but you know, as a comic, you could I could tell he was struggling because uh-huh, uh-huh. he just you know it's hard to get back into that rhythm, man. Yeah. You know, even a guy like him yeah. was so good. Yeah. But it, you know, it's tough. But but the, the, again, there's only one way to do it. You got to get up there, yeah. man. You can't talk into a hairbrush in your bedroom into a mirror. Yeah, that's not going to help you. Like the king of comedy, Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> Just pretend you're doing st- yeah. your own show. <laughs> doing a show. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess, well, another thing I was going to ask you, uh, do you, you, Jim, Florentine, and Joe, you guys go and gig together quite a bit? We've been doing, yeah, a bunch of stuff yeah. together, because Joey has a little Jersey residency at our home club, which is called Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club oh. in Point Pleasant. Well, it's about 175, So, but Joey just does, like, Wednesdays there. Okay. So it sells out instantly. Yeah. So we kind of rotate going down and open. Oh, my and, goodness. And then uh, we're going to be doing some bigger shows with him. Now that he's back in his... Yeah. Now he's... He's at level ten again. Yeah. So we're gonna be just go do some casino stuff with him and and some oh, bigger shows, you know. That's awesome, man. Um, what nights is his residency? He usually does them on Wednesdays. Wednesdays, yeah. okay. So if you come out, yeah, Lizzie and I gotta make a trip out there. Yeah. If if she can't come, I definitely gotta go over. It's there. a great room. I did. I recorded a live stand-up album in that room. Really? It's a good spot. Yeah. What's your latest stand-up album? It's called Denim and Laughter. I put it out in February 2020. Okay. So you know all the stuff that I'm doing now is working towards you know, it's the uphill climb for the new 45. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. That when, when you do the album, do you drop it all completely when you're working out your new material? You can't or? do it completely. No. But eventually, you weed yeah. it all out. So. Once you start working out the new material, huh? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, because you can't, you, you don't just, the next day you have another 45. Yeah. You yeah. Know, after the album comes out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, 
obviously you're, you're still writing and there's things that just didn't make it on the record. You just mm-hmm. didn't have time to develop it. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, that's all the stuff you're already working out for the next record. Wow. So yeah. I'll probably record it like January and come out next year sometime. In January. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Do you, do you have an idea where to do it? Like you pick the spot? I like to or? do my like albums in oddball places. So yeah. like I did Denim and Laughter in, um, in a speakeasy oh, in yeah. Los Angeles, a, literally an illegal club <laughs> in LA really? that nobody knew about. And, you know, people had to like, you know, go to the Facebook invite and then we emailed them in the morning oh, to snap. give them the address because we don't want to get shut down by the cops. Oh, But so. it was a place in North Hollywood. <laughs> But with a bar and, you know, legit place, all wired for sound, perfectly yeah. beautiful, great stage and everything. And It's an actual speakeasy. Yeah. Because they got them here in <laughs> Vegas, but they're, you know, it's a, uh, it's, per, there's permits. They, they right. go behind a no, wall, there's, there's a no, special door. There was no permits. This is a legit speakeasy. No permits. Damn. LA County knew nothing about this place. <laughs> Half of me, part of me was like, oh, that'd be great ending to the album if the cops raid the place. Yeah. And they drag me out of there. It's oh, <laughs> like, good night, everybody. <laughs> As I'm being handcuffed. Yeah. 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 Damn. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So there's, there's, they probably have quite a few of them around uh, LA then still, probably. I'm not sure, but, but I just, as soon as I, as soon as my friend told me about, the, the guy's girlfriend was uh-huh. a friend of mine she told me about it. I go I gotta do it there yeah. I go send me pictures I wanna see it yeah. and it looks like an old speakeasy from the 30s you know it's got that whole vibe and with the lighting and, and all that stuff and so yeah I think that I might do the next one um at this pub called McSorley's in New York City. It's, they, there's never en- entertainment in there or anything. It's just an old school. It's like the oldest, like Abe Lincoln drank at McSorley's <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. That's how long that pub's been in New York City. Wow. And I've been going there for years, man. And um, so I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll do my album here, man. You know, just old big old wood tables, sawdust yeah. on the floor. Yeah. You know, they only have their beer, McSorley's ale, light and dark. There's wow. no booze. There's no, you know, yeah. if you ask for a water, they're like, you got beer water. <laughs> go buy, go out to a deli and get yeah, water. We yeah. just serve beer in here. Just beer. Yeah, they're old school, yeah. yeah Cranky yeah. Irish guys and stuff, you know. <laughs> so I might do it there. But I, yeah, I was that trying to find cool. an interesting place to do it, man. Because, you know, look, I'm not the best comic in the world. You know, so I, I try to, the vibe of the album... I try to make it a part of what I do, mm-hmm. you know? So when I did my one at the Jersey Shore, I wanted the Jersey Shore vibe. Like people had just come off the beach with, yeah. cool, with their coolers and stuff, yeah. you know? And like a girl knocked a wine bottle off the table and it clanked across the floor. And <laughs> I told my editor, leave that in. Yeah. Leave all that stuff. Like I want the vibe of where I am. Yeah. Because sometimes, you, you know, you see specials or you hear comedy albums and that person's destroying, but they could be in Kansas City, they could be in Dallas, they could be in Nicaragua, they could be in Prague. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, if I'm not if I'm not up there with the big dogs, maybe, then at least I could do something a little different with the vibe of where I record my stuff. So yeah, um, and, and do people after they listen to you like? I'm pretty sure you get this. Like, oh, I listen to you all the time on Pandora or something like that. Yeah. They they like so that like for example, the person that told you the other day, he knew about your comedy, but he had no idea that. You also interviewed rock stars, you know, stuff like that. No idea. Yeah. And let me ask you about that. Uh, do you have, like you say, you have different section things that you do. Like tonight, you're going to go see... Um, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. And you're friends with the band, and they might come hang out tomorrow. Oh, they're definitely coming here. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I can't wait to uh, see you tomorrow, too, perform in uh, 
meet them. That's pretty cool. Like, well, because, you know, all, all bands want to be comedians and all comedians want to be rock stars. So very true. Very true. <laughs> but they're, they're hardcore, man. Like they that's what they do. They, they golf and they go to comedy clubs. Nice. Yeah. What's the what you had mentioned last time that you you've opened for bands too? Which bands? Yeah. Uh, did you open? Man, for? I've done you know I've done Twisted Sister. I done um, Zach Wild from Ozzy's band. Um, I did this band Pop Evil, Faster Pussycat, um, Anvil. Um, just did this tour with this band, The Dead Daisies. And yeah. So yeah, I've been on the road with a bunch of people, man. Well. Doing comedy in a club is one thing. Doing it in a theater, like you said, is a different animal. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine how it is <laughs> in front of a crowd that came to see a band. If I had no recognition factor with the rock crowd, I would never do it. But it, people know me from that metal show and yeah. still have enough recognition, so yeah. it's not so weird. And then also, I have a completely separate set from my nightclub set. Ah. Just music jokes. Oh, Bands, shit. musicians, music. So I have a 30-minute direct support set that I talk about Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper, ACDC, you know, all that stuff. So That is dope. So, but... And but it reminds me of the old days when like, you used to play in bars, yeah. you know, and the TVs were on and mm -hmm. people didn't even really know there was a show. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and you had to go out and just, you know, attack yeah. right away. Just anything to get their attention. That's how the rock shows are, man. You just got to come out hot, man. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> yeah, you go out there. Uh, I'm sure multiple hecklers right you know they're, it's, they're pretty open minded to, to the comedy man before the music because it used to be cool like long ago yeah. and it was so not cool forever you really? know so doing it again has been awesome man you know because again like th that's part of my audience you know mm -hmm. so uh, and, and I'm also not going up you know oh so you know my kids are crazy <laughs> you know because they'd be like oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but if I go up there and start talking about Motorhead and yeah. Metallica and stuff like that they go alright we'll give them a listen why not? That's you know? dope. You still got to deliver, right? Right. But right. at least you're in that. You, I keep it in the wor in that world. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, that's so. that's badass, man. Well, um, let's plug one more time uh, your website. Uh, yeah, donjameson.com and and all the socials. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the screen and everything and put all your handles on the information, the description. Thank you guys you. make sure you follow him and, and tune into his show as well. Uh, you have clips of your show on the, net, uh, the compound network. Mm -hmm. You have them on YouTube too, and right? And some on YouTube. Yeah. yeah so like they'll, the, the subscribers see it first yeah. and then they'll dump a bunch off for free on YouTube. After yeah. Everyone's kind of seen them. And I just, um, you do other people's pocket. I, I just heard you on Natalie Cuomo's podcast. You and, Natalie, yeah. Yeah, you and Jim Florentine. That was a great episode. Yeah, we've been doing lots of shows with her, too, man. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's yeah. hilarious. It's great. Sorry, at Skinkfest. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's great. Um, so, cool, man. Everybody check that out. Uh, anything else you want to plug or anything? I just want to say thank you for, um, I saw your, your video on Instagram of putting your clothes in the freezer. Oh, yeah. That's a good tip, man. So it's I, a good I, tip, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I, I learned about it on one of those... Um, online short video so i made my own it kills all the it kills all the bacteria right yeah yeah it kills yeah. the bacteria and you can look it up it's it's real yeah. uh and when you put them on your your balls feel really good there you see you know, like <laughs> there's no no better way to end this podcast yeah. yeah than with a joke about your balls yeah you got yeah. to <laughs> but, it's but it's true and yeah. Uh, yeah terrorizing telemarketers volume seven Hell yeah. check it out man um but uh yeah and thank you man i'm forever grateful for you taking the time man thank you brother you as well oh yeah all right man <laughs>